to Accra. On this episode, we have Sawa Bane, and she is someone who I collaborate with, an artist, a friend, and just like an all-around amazing person. An all-around amazing person, and a Sagittarius. I really love her energy. It's so strong that actually I met Sawa online. Um, I really liked her profile, and she had really bomb profile pictures and i was like this is a bad bitch (laughs) (laughs) right off the bat and i've also always really admired really strong women specifically really strong Ghanaian women because i know how hard it is to Mm. be yourself and like sort of live authentically as a woman and people will try to punish that um, socially, emotionally, all of these things. So whenever I see that kind of energy, I'm blown away. So I followed her like a fangirl. And um, <laughs> so eventually she came to Ghana and we met up and yeah, clicked. And we recently had a fun fair together, a crowd mm-hmm. fun fair, which was a space that centered women and the rainbow community it also prioritized fun and making space for a play because i mean it's not every day you know i can't come and kill myself mm-hmm. and i'm really happy to have her on this episode mm-hmm. how are you doing so i um hmm that's actually an interesting question i am good at this point in moment in time i feel like I'm pretty, like I'm kind of on autopilot, mm. but I'm still trying to be very intentional with my movements, but I'm kind of just, as a Sagittarius does, just kind of, you know, coasting through, just doing what I think I'm meant to do. Mm. So yeah, I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> There are, I feel like another thing with being, um, this is just me going off on a tangent. Another That's thing fine. with being like a Sagittarius is that in general, because of this, and like, I don't know where it's from. It's actually quite exhausting. Just this like need to just want to enjoy life as mm. much as possible, no matter how I feel. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I feel like it really kind of ties into like my whole self-care routine like i feel like going out being with friends just like doing making decisions that i made by myself is like another big aspect of like my freedom and my happiness so i feel like as long as that is still happening there's always like something to get out of life living it as authentically as possible Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah we love to see it we love to see it. It's necessary. So, before we get into it, we're going to play a little word game. Ooh. And so, how it works is I'm going to say a word, and then you say a word that, that makes you think of. We're going to go back and forth until somebody stalls and mm. 
Okay. I'm ready. I think. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to let you start. Really? Yeah, you start. <sighs> okay. Cat. Mouse. Cheese. Grease. Pepper. Shitter. Money. Green. Ketchup. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Mummy. <laughs> Egypt. Morocco. <laughs> Algeria. <laughs> Countries. States. Well, that was, yeah, that got really, you know, political. Mm-hmm. That does make sense because Sarah also studies international law yeah. at Birmingham. Oh period. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Education. Yes. <laughs> Academics. Get your degree if you want. But yeah, so, Sarah, something that I've also really learned from you is how to harness your fire your inner fire your inner flame Mm. that's something i look up to a lot in fire signs generally i think specifically with you like yeah those memes about enjoyment (laughs) i feel like people people like to drag sagittarius's about oh why you're out enjoying every day first of all it's not every day exactly second of all and i think even if it is every day there's like different kinds of enjoyments it's mostly about the fact that you prioritize you feeling good exactly which is at the end of the day and it's hard that's what it's yeah and out of anyone you probably deserve the enjoyment the most you deserve you owe it to yourself to give yourself a good time you honestly do self-care tip number one yes and i remember early on you told me about having an older brother and that how that also um taught you how to stand up for yourself and to express what you were saying because of you know Mm -hmm. that dynamic and i was wondering if you could speak more about that but how you started interesting being very like firm person i was very i was my parents would like to like say that I was a very difficult child. Mm. They would, but at the same time, in the same breath, I was the reliable child. So I was very defensive when it came to stuff about me. Mm. So my mom would always say, oh, I don't really listen. And it was true. Back then, I was very like, yeah, leave me alone. I don't really want to know what's going on. And my main problem was with the delivery of the way instructions were like being like given to me mm-hmm. i just thought that there's a better way to tell people how to do things and that were and that's what made me defensive in the first place so i think growing up it was about kind of taking that defensive energy and using it to stand up for myself i also felt um like of course i'm going to be defensive because i'm expected to be like this and be like be responsible and be quiet and be be seen and not heard and all these like um stereotypes that come with being the youngest daughter i feel like or just the daughter in general of any african home any slightly conservative african home so to me it was more about just standing in my truth and like properly exploring my options on just the ways and alternative ways i could like live my life and i feel like it's also very freeing and I, like again Sagittarius big thing freedom 
I just want to enjoy myself. And I want to feel like I have the authority and the, what's the word for it? The rights to, because I do. And everyone does. And I feel like with society, especially like um, Ghanaian society, there are all these expectations, especially for young daughters to be a certain way and not to engage in certain behaviors or you're associated as fast or this or that and it's a, there's a lot of things to do with perception that I just don't want attached to myself but then on the other side of it because I have refused to let accept these stereotypes or like live my life by them I also get called the stereotypes so I feel like it's a very I don't want to call it like it's a sacrifice but it kind of it's hard to live your life authentically when there are all kinds of expectations. And I feel like growing up, I just realized more and more that life is already hard. <laughs> I can't yeah. come and kill myself. I better enjoy like whatever I'm doing, deal with the consequences later. And also, I kind of just believe the Sagittarius are like one of the luckiest signs <laughs> in the universe. I do not get in trouble for shit. Wow. I'm, can I say on this podcast? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I feel like I have an insane amount of luck, maybe undeserved. I don't know. I make a lot of reckless decisions, but at the same time, I try to be as responsible to myself and my loved ones as possible. So I think it's just growing up, it's been finding the balance with that. And also my brother, he, he doesn't go out as much, but he's kind of allowed to do what ever he wants to do because he's a guy and I'm a girl and I'm younger and I don't know any better and obviously there's more risk associated with being a girl child so yeah I think it's just things are already like this I think it's also just the attitude of the things are already like this things happen I'm not going to let that stop me from living my life and that's just I don't know if you'd call it an act of rebellion or just you know being passive in the face of danger i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> it's just but then i feel like then what is the point in living your life if you're not living it to do something that you want to do and something that you want to help others do and just you know be authentic as possible yeah sagittarius energy sometimes reminds me of um that like I don't know wh what book or movie or so it's from. It's like I laugh in the face of danger. It's <laughs> <laughs> very that energy, and inside I'm really crying though. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like I I feel like because of the um the attitude that I've always had to be kind of strong and I'm I've always been defensive and fiery. It means that I have. Um, growing up, I had issues showing vulnerability. Mm. And as I've grown, I've been trying to, like, mend that sort of. And it's mostly been mending it in terms of not being as irritable as usual or not taking things too personal or actually setting boundaries and telling other people that, look, this crossed the line instead of just, like, shrugging it off and actually being expressive about the things that bother me. So it's been a learning process as well. Like, it's not all fun and games. Like, it is kind of all fun and games, but I mean, I feel like one of my biggest, like, fears is that 
I lack self-reflection and I really try to like take my time and listen to others around me but then I'm very critical of what they might say because I'm so used to having advice thrown at me that was not necessarily in my best interest but was just like the subjective point of view of someone else so I think it's also about when should I be vulnerable or when can I not be or is everything a joke or is every to be honest we have 19 months to live for sure <laughs> let's just live our lives yeah mm-hmm. on that <laughs> note of expressing yourself I know that you have a lith in Scorpio Ooh. and um, are very much fascinated with um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> shadows <laughs> sort of um Things that are hidden, um, mm. that are ignored, abhorred, taboo. taboo. And with how that relates to emotions, how do you experience, in quotes, like negative feelings or seen as negative feelings like mm. anger, jealousy, uh, resentment? I used to be very, very ashamed of feeling angry or being a difficult person Mm. so that also went against like my ability to be fully vulnerable because i just wanted to seem carefree at all times Mm. so i feel like with that placement that i have it's just been about just confronting the darkness basically and working through it and using it to kind of fuel things that i care about so um for example what um i have a pro i have a very deep problem with the way people look at um women that are very comfortable in their sexuality i feel like even though society has had its whole revolution of sex and we all know that sex is everywhere i still feel like there's a very people have a very weird relationship towards sex simply because it is still treated across the board as a very, oh, don't talk about it, but it's there sort of thing. And I feel like there's also a lot of misinformation about sex. And it's something that I'm actually very passionate about. And it's something that I'm writing for, um, writing about um, uh, refugee women and like their vulnerability in international law and sex trafficking and comparing it with sex work and it's something that i feel like people aren't very ready to confront the darkness in themselves Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's okay that there's darkness there it just depends on what you do with it and that's this whole point of oh that's why i believe that anger is i actually believe anger is a very righteous emotion because that means that you cared about something enough to be upset over it and that that is something that clearly you need to change because it elicited su- it elicited such a deep response from you and i feel like yeah you can always be like loud and wrong and angry and there's nothing wrong with being wrong and i feel like more people need to be open to just not always being on the right side of things as long as they are open to learn so I feel like things that a, a lot of the time also the things that we associate as hidden or taboo are also just things that are other not necessarily wrong not necessarily dark 
just different yeah so i feel like in my in my quest to be as inclusive inclusive as possible and seeking the freedom from labels and society i must confront the other in myself and recognize it in others and it's kind of it's actually kind of what like i look for in in my friends like obviously i look for kind hearts i look for loving companions but i also look for a sense of like a unique sense of self that allows them to know that okay this is my community i want to be a good person but at the same time i understand that i'm an individual and i need to do my best but things may i feel like people are very also i might i might be digressing but i feel like people are very apologetic about the sides of them that aren't considered pleasant and i feel like that's fair obviously our negative traits are traits that should be worked on but then what do you do with the traits where you would consider gray to someone else it may be negative but then to you it's just it's just how you are and it depends on like how your relationship with that person or how much you want you care about that person in order to change them so i feel like it's very it's very interesting for me to be a human being i know this sounds weird but it's very i'm very on one side of things i'm very like okay i want to be a good person and i do my best to be a good person and but sometimes when you do have all these expectations and symbols of purity standing over your head you just then you kind of get to the point where you're like okay so then what's the point because there's nothing inherently wrong with this other side of life it's just judgment and prejudice so yeah i guess that's how my lilith and scorpio manifest i'm also very like weird i'm like i watch like a lot of horror movies yeah as she mentioned horror movies and like crime shows and detective stuff simply because i feel like like i want to be thrilled i'm also like an enjoyment junkie obviously so like the whole adrenaline thing thing is really fun for me so yeah yeah that is something that i'm very interested by Mm -hmm. um is horror and people who like horror because i cannot sit with um darkness mm. just generally i want i f- like physically mm-hmm. i don't like the dark mm-hmm. itself i don't sleep in the dark i always mm. have a night light wow. or like a lamp on oh. or you know fairy lights um the purity and also sort of more figuratively as well like that sort of heaviness it's not even heaviness but i i experience it as heaviness um and so with horror the last horror film i watched which is a huge mistake was us by jordan peele i know and people say that's not even like horror horror it's never scary like that listen i had to sleep with someone that night i had to sleep in my roommate's bed i could not even so i slept terribly I woke up at like four. I was seeing things. I was stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I was stressed. Like, I, horror just um, really, it disturbs me. I see. But I've also read, like, I read someone talking about that and um, how sometimes, like, some people are too, like, sensitive for horror Mm -hmm. and to be experiencing, like, that um 
because the thrill is also adrenaline and the anxiety that it gives you mm. and being able to um, just experience that temporarily. Whereas I feel like I'm more of a sponge, so I can't mm. just experience that you as carry joy. It with you. Yeah, or like as enjoyment. I understand that. It, it, it affects you deeply. Yeah. So it's a shame, but I'm <laughs> I mean, not ashamed. I guess it is what it is. But like, yeah. Yeah. So people who like watch her, so I'm like, wow. Another Dead interesting devils. thing. Another interesting thing I feel like about like the whole taboo um, subculture, like horror, like crime, all that. I feel like the interest is because again, it's something other and something that's usually hidden. Another reason why I enjoy it is bringing it to light, and I'm very like that's where the like lawyer side of me co- kind of comes out, or like the justice side. I read this um. I don't know, this like little description of Sagittarius that were very like, you know, we like to rain down judgments, which I don't <laughs> think is accurate. But I mean, I can see how I'm very quick to categorize people. I won't judge you, but I'm very quick to like work out what you are and label you. And it makes me feel, I won't say it's a God complex, but it just makes me feel more in control of my environment. So I rather know the unknown than keep it hidden for me. I rather know like how bad humans can really be to each other. So I'm kind of prepared. And I I feel like to a certain extent I am a sponge as well, but I carry with me like I I try not to carry with me the negative emotions instead I try and carry with me like the insistence that things like this shouldn't happen and this is not the way life should be. I feel like that also makes life like kind of hard for me because I end up empathizing so deeply and feeling like, why is the world so sucky? I don't wanna deal with this. Let me just go and enjoy myself. So <laughs> it's very like, it's a very, it's a very weird thing because sometimes um, things I read things that affect me very deeply and other times I'm extremely desensitized to stuff so I feel like my whole thing with the other side I would call it is that it's just the obsession of like knowledge and the freedom to explore that knowledge and have it just come to light and not be something that people are scared of and don't know anything about I think this is the first time I've actually ever explained it. And before, I just thought I was psycho. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like something that we have in common, something that um, drew me to you was this summer specifically which is also when i met you i feel like we've both um been on a journey of listening to our um emotions mm-hmm. more in different ways yeah. and, and links to different situations but i have learned a lot and talked to you a lot about like ways that you have been navigating your mm-hmm. intuition and your um even like people, how you navigate yeah. people based on how you're feeling, listening to yourself as a compass. And I've also been 
been doing that as well and yeah i feel like in a way that has been a nice way to connect yeah yeah I agree with you. I feel like I'm already, I'm a very, like, too much information type of person. Mm. I'm quite an open book. So if you come to me and you ask me a question, I'm definitely going to answer simply because the whole freedom of information thing, I feel like, again, if, like, if if you had, you, you know, you came up to me and asked me a question, I have no reason not to answer it mm. unless there's something wrong with you or I don't like you or something like that. So I feel like I'm very, most people, so most people either like rubs them the wrong way or I actually end up being very quiet about people who I think, I, um, being quiet around people who I think, okay, yeah, there's too much information thing will not work out. But I think it's been, I think it's a very good way to get to know the type of person that you're like becoming friends with. People say there's, people, give certain like some advice saying that oh it's not good to kind of trauma bond Mm. and i agree to a certain extent but i feel like people who've gone through what you've gone through a bit are the best ones to kind of talk to and to reaffirm the feelings that okay you're not alone there's more people out there like you you both deserve better and together you can both heal and you, or you can both like learn things from each other about how to heal yourself. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've always seen it. I've never been like one that's like, okay, I'm only friends with this person because this and this and this, and we talk so much about this. I feel like it's also a very like holistic way to get to know someone because I need to know how you react to like this situation. I need to know how you react to this situation, and I'm not a very. Um, I don't know how I would describe it, but I'm not very, I'm very, um, as a friend, I'm very, I'm very perceptive, but Mm. definitely whatever you tell me is what I'm going to go off by. So it really helps me, like, again, categorize the type of person you are and make like a judgment call and just see how best and see whether like, I can add value to your life and you can add value to mine and it would be a good friendship. So I feel like it's just the best way to get to know people. Just talking about your emotions, talking about the things you've been through, talking about just like your whole mental landscape. I think it's it's honestly the best way to get to know people. I agree. Also, yeah, my scoping move feels the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I just like to get... I need to know what <laughs> you're I about. I need to feel and I want to feel like I can see you as well. And um, transparency. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share with me what you've been thinking and how you've. A little bit about how you become the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Oh, thank you. You too. This was fun. This was cool. Bring me around anytime. Yeah. Just like, just talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Season two. I really like Sagittarius. 
and that's something i only recently discovered because i don't know that many sages just um met that many sage women let me specify <laughs> um i think i only know two but this summer in particular i've met quite a number well three who i absolutely adore and yeah i think there's something about fire and water that really gives me life so to end this episode we're going to be hearing from audrey lord's essay the uses of the erotic published in 1978 as women We have come to distrust that power which rises from our deepest and non-rational knowledge. We have been warned against it all our lives by the male world, which values its depth of feeling enough to keep women around in order to exercise it in the service of men, but which fears this same depth too much to examine the possibility of it within themselves. The erotic has often been misnamed by men and used against women, It has been made into the confused, the trivial, the psychotic, the plasticized sensation. For this reason, we have often turned away from the exploration and consideration of the erotic as a source of power and information. Of course, a woman so empowered is dangerous. Amen. That was Audrey Lord on trusting your emotions and intuition as another source of knowledge in navigating life. When you feel, what is that feeling trying to tell you? I'm Yade, and until next time, take care of yourself. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Hi, Hi guys. guys, I'm Corey. And I'm Thandi, and we're from the GCR Network. GCR Live is a live podcasting event happening at Front Back, right. November 2nd, 6pm to 9pm. It's going to have all your favorite podcasts from After the Whistle, After Work Special, and Cecilia Croft. As well as The Other Room, Sex and Sanity, Free Your Mind, and many more. Now remember, again, it's happening here at Frontback on the 2nd of November from 6pm to 9pm. And it's absolutely free, free, but you have to remember to RSVP by the 1st of November. We'd love to have you, so please be here. Yeah, what do you say? Don't envy another man's eye, you thought what you miss, you not finish your race.